In this episode, which is 14, we're going to discuss the issues of faith with Cheryl Hightower. Now, faith, is it the substance of things hoped for and the things not seen? Or is it something else? We try to get to the bottom of it and talk about relationship as it relates to the modern day Hebrew. Because, hey, we are Hebrews in exile. Got a lot of good stuff. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. This is Hebrews in exile. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. We have a guest with us this during this podcast. We're going to share with us Sherilyn uh, Itower Walden. And we're going to just get together and we're going to talk about some things. But you know what? Um, this whole idea of faith, and we're going to talk about faith and relationships tonight, but this whole idea of faith within this Hebraic circle is something of an anomaly to people outside outside the borders of it. Um, people ask you all the time, well, what faith are you? And, you know, the first thing we say when we're dealing with uh, Torah, of course, is that they want to say, oh, you're, you're Jewish. No, I'm not Jewish. Our, our, our faith belief has nothing to do with anything but the nationality of which that we are tied to, and that is Hebraic. We are Hebraic. We're not, we're not religious. This is not a religion. Not by any stretch of the imagination. This is, this is a belief system that is grounded in the words and the teachings of the Most High, who happens to be our Father, not only is our father, he's our creator and our father. Not only is he our creator and our father, he is the most high and he is also our husband. So when we talk about uh, this whole idea of faith and relationship within the context of the Hebraicness, uh, there is some substantive matter that we want to be able to impart to those of you who are in this uh, cycle of trying to make a transition out of religion because the Hebraic way um, is not a religion. Correct. It's, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And, it's, yeah. and it's a lifestyle. Uh, with that being said, I was thinking also that, you know, we, we grew up with this whole uh, idea of being saved. I'm going to be saved. And uh, from everything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then, then the what? question becomes <laughs> one now that we're Hebraic, uh, how many times can you be saved? Exactly. You know, you can be saved a multiplicity of times. So when we look at the Hebraicness that we're in, the Most High never talks about save unless he's delivering you from your enemies. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah. he Attack. saved he saved Israel out of Mitzrayim. Yes, he saved Israel from the Philistines. Wait a minute, you can be saved multiple times. He saved oh. Israel from the Hitti and the and the Jebusites. <laughs> he saved Israel from the Syrians and from all of these places. But from a Hebraic perspective, I mean, that's what the Most High talks about delivering us from. And this other side 
talking about something that's quite foreign something to something different. Something different to scripture. Go ahead. Well, um, when you asked me what I wanted to talk about, I was thinking about things that I currently go through and growing up being in a Christian church. And when they, they would tell you faith can move mountains and faith can do this, but when it doesn't happen, what do you do? Right. And a lot of the elder women growing up, they said, well, baby, you have, you just have to believe, but what are you believing in? So it wasn't until I came into this walk and this chapter of my life that I really understood that faith is not just a word. Faith is, is a, uh, like you said, a, be- a belief and knowing what is going to happen based upon Torah right. and based upon a relationship. Like if, if you have a husband or a boyfriend, you have, and he says, I'm going to take you out to dinner. Well, you have faith that he's going to take you out to dinner. Uh, he says he's going to marry you. You have faith that he's going to marry you. You have faith because you have a relationship with that person. So the connotation of faith is different. So, so, right. so, so wait a minute. So then what you said so far in one word, in a couple of words, is that faith is not presumptuous. Exactly. Right. exactly. Faith doesn't presume. No, it doesn't. No, I mean, it's, it doesn't. It, it's, it's, it's interesting that you bring this topic up. And, and I, I listen to most, you know, but you told me to go back and listen to a bunch of my, po- these podcasts. Yes, and I, I always start out with that same thing. It's always interesting. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but in, in, in analyzing that word faith and, and what we've talked about thus far in our walk in Torah. I had what is what is we always use that famous scripture when we were back across the street, which is faith is substance. the substance, substance of, of things, things hoped, hoped for and the evidence of, of things, things not, seen. not seen. That was the most confusing thing for me to understand because it like really pointed you in a whole bunch of directions that really didn't give you a definitive answer. And then once I started reading Torah in its purest form, I understood what faith was to me. And I explained this to people that I come across all the time when they talk about faith. I said, faith is, has this wrong definition. In my estimation, faith, based on what I've seen in Torah, is quantifiable evidence. Yes. That means that I can put my faith in something because I have evidence to prove it. I use the example all the time. You would not allow me to put your loved ones in a plane in San Francisco, and then I told you I was going to fly that plane from San Francisco to New York. You would have how much faith in my ability to do that? Probably none, because why? You haven't seen me fly a plane. It's, there's no quantifiable evidence there. So I say, listen, if you're going to put your faith in something, what better person or better, I want to say entity, but that's just, it, just, it doesn't it's describe so the scope yes. of the most high. If you're going to put your faith in something, put your faith in the evidence that you can see. Of something, yes, of of something, something that, that you can quantify. something that is proven. Yes. Which, which I have to go no further than to crack open Torah. I can go to Bereshit, 
one, which is Genesis, and say the most high created the heavens and the earth. There's a hev- there's a heavens where the most high resides and the earth. I can quantify that. I'm yes. physically can put my hands on it. He created the sun and the moon and the stars. And when I look at you, yes. I look at the creation that the most high has made. I can put my faith in that because it's quantifiable. Yes. Now, when I go ahead and say, okay, you're, you're into that thought across the street. What did that dude do that you can quantify be show me right now right that i can put my faith in right and it challenges them to say yeah which i never really looked at it that way yeah and it wasn't until you i got into torah that i actually saw that (laughs) Mm -hmm. you you know these things but you don't know Know these things right you know you read it like it's a story yeah but it's not a story because these things actually happen. Right. You're here in front of me. Yes. You're a person. Yes. So I, I'm not a figment of anybody's imagination. <laughs> right. Which that article that we talked about when we did the, uh, oh, what was the, it's the podcast. And when the guy was talking about really, it's just a narrative. It's just a book of poems and nice liturgy oh, and yeah. and fictitious stories. And yeah. really it's become for, I hate to say it, for the Christian church today, more of a, a book of guidelines. Living in a godless, right. in a godless yeah. society. Yes. Where I can cherry pick my morals like it's the golden corral. I, want, I, I, I don't believe in that. Okay, so I don't believe in that either. So I'm going to, oh, okay, and that too, and, and this, and this is what makes me. But if, if you read in Kings... You see what happens when you don't do what the Most High says. Oh, sure. <laughs> that just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. The Book of Kings. The Book of Kings. First Kings, yeah. And yeah. Second Kings. Yeah. It just it just blew my mind, and I and I read it and was like, mm, okay. But when I read it, I went, "This man is bad." Yeah. Yeah. The Most High is bad, and he means what he says. Yeah. yeah. He's not this turn the other cheek. Yeah, and, that's, no. and that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem that our world has is that they have become so familiar with, quote, quote, God, that they don't understand the severity and the seriousness in which that he actually functions. And uh, getting back to this whole idea of having faith in something, Uh, there is absolutely nothing to presume about the Most High. Mm -hmm. He tells you, he tells you exactly, this is what I'm going to do. Specific. Specificity. That's all you continue to see. This is what I'm going to do. (laughs) It might be good. It might be bad. Based upon the circumstances for which that he's addressing, but the evidence over the years of history prove that the most high is a spirit of his word. If he says, I'm going to do a, a is going to happen. If he tells you to do a, and you don't do a, he's going to tell you, well, B is going to happen. And it might not be today, but it's going to be, it's going to happen. That's why That's that, that Diva Reem 28, you know what, if that had to be the poster child for this podcast for the first, you know, couple of ones with Diva Reem 28, Diva Reem 28, we Diva keep, Reem 28, we keep, yeah. we keep coming back to that one and say, listen, if you think what's happening is bad now. Yeah. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 68. And, you know, you know, with this walk of faith that we have, 
the substantive evidence is the fact that he said something was going to take place. Yes. And we are part of the generation that's paying the price for what our ancestors did. Yes. Now, with that being said, I get back, and you've probably heard me say this before, is that our people don't know, they, they don't know who they are. They don't know who their ancestors are, you know? And which gets back to, to uh, uh, you know, not knowing your culture, uh, not knowing your identity, uh, uh, you know, and a people without having culture and identity have no roots, yeah. you know? And so we keep talking about, you know, how disconnected from our roots we are. Well, well no. No, we're disconnected from our families, but our roots in this exile goes back to Hebrew. We're, yes. We are Hebrew people in exile. And our faith and our confidence is predicated upon the one who put us here. Mm. And he said he was going to put us here. Yes, he did. That's, quant- that, that's, that's, that's quantifiable evidence. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep coming back to that. Prove it. Okay. Where are we at right now? Go ahead, y'all. Go ahead. Right. Which is which is good because that's a good segue back into the your, your the topic you want to talk about, which was relationship. That relationship that we have with yeah. the Most High, right? Right, and and He proves it. Is and it's not just the things that were in the past. The Most High will talk to you now and tell you things if you listen. Mm-hmm. And when you don't listen, that's that person in you says, "Oh." I should have done this yeah. and I should have done yeah. that. Something told me to do this and I didn't do it. But the voice that told you to do it actually told you what was going to happen to you if you did not do it. Right. So right. you should be afraid not to do no. what that voice said to sure. do. Because sure. I, and I can tell you that from, from fact, from the things that happened to me. Mm. And, the, and when you have things happen to you, and he proves him the most high proves himself to you that's more of a basis in the relationship because if you were uh if something happened to you before and you were brought through if something else happens to you based upon what happened to you before you know that you're going to come through it okay. you don't know how you're going to come through it but you will come through it. Right, right. As right. long as you do what the Most High said. If you deviate, then there will be obstacles and it will take longer to get what you wanted to get. Yeah. And you don't want to run in the risk of the Most High just giving that to somebody else. No, you don't. Because I've had that happen too. Yeah, watch it right in front of your eyes. You're yes. just like, that was intended for you. Exactly. And, and since you don't want to play ball. Exactly. Here we go. Exactly. <laughs> I, it's like your parents. I, I told you what was going to happen and you didn't listen. So, so one of the ideas, one of the thoughts that stem around this issue of relationship is one of credibility and one of obedience. Um, and, you know, we talk about the Most High being our husband. And he has spoken specifically uh, in the book of Exodus and told us, you know, here, you Hebrew people, here, Israel, here, Israel, uh, I, I, am, I am your Elohim. I am your L. I'm your I'm your God. I and not only am I He, but I need you to know something very that's very important. And that I am a jealous Elohim. Yeah. That's I'm gonna tell you the prophet that does a very good job of painting that whole illustration is Hosea. 
and the whole book of Hosea is that the, 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 I don't want to say allegory, but that picture of the children of Israel being the wife yeah. that she's gone out yeah. and lifted her skirt up everywhere. Yeah. And the most high is saying, you know what? My name is jealous. Yes. And, 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 and you're out here doing these things. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> we, we build relationships on the faith that we have in each other. I mean, a husband and wife build their relationship on the faith in the, on the faith that they have in each other and the fact that you're telling me the truth and what you're telling me is you're going to act on that truth. I'm going to I'm going to put my faith in that truth. Well, that's the most high. I mean, you know, our relationship with him is the same. It's not one of those, you know, you know, come see, come saw. Today I do, tomorrow I don't. No, 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 no. Not with the most high. Mm. You know, he's mm. remember we talk about something that I'm not sure everybody is able to gravitate to in their mind. And Yeshayahu, Isaiah, he says, he says about the Most High, he says, and I saw him, and he was high and lifted up, and he was exalted. See, you have to realize that your husband, our husband, the Most High is, he's exalted, he's high, he's lifted up, and guess what? You really don't want to play with him. <laughs> you really don't. You don't, you, he's, he's not a play toy. You either make up your mind to serve him or not. Right. You're yeah. going to live with him and live for him right. or you're not. And sometimes we think we are, right? but because we really don't know him, we're not, and we're living our life for somebody else that's outside the scope of the ability to even do what he does. It's not until you realize that, too, that, that you kind of snap back into place because so many times in a relationship, people jockey for position. And when it comes to the most high, there's no jockeying for position. No. Yeah, you got a lane to stay in. Yes. Yeah, and yes. you're gonna stay there. Yes. <laughs> stay in your lane. Yeah. And it's and it's over the years, I think, because we've 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 over spiritualized things. I don't know about you two, but I mean, I feel like now where we are in our study, it's just so simple. It's more of understanding the most high. And when you strip off all this other extra stuff that's there, it's just it's really, really a simple deal. It's getting to know the it's most really high basic. intimately to know that when the most high speaks, that's not, I think you talked about it, you know, wiles, wiles back to say, you know, you don't have to actually be in the room. I can hear exactly. you from down the hallway and yes. I know who that, who is. that is. Yeah, When yes. you're in a relationship with someone and you know someone and they speak, they don't have to be in the same room that you're in. Right. Yeah. You can walk, there can be a group of people in a house and you can walk in, and in the group of the people that there, you hear a familiar voice that you don't see. And you say, I hear a voice, oh, so-and-so is here. Right. Yes. You know, well, that's the, when we formulate relationship with the Most High, that's the way it works. He speaks, and you know, you know it's Him. It's not like, you know, 
Come on, come on. You see, you do this every single time. Come on. You, 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 you're putting a filter on it. People don't want the filter. No filter. Take it off. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to put a filter on it. The problem is that because we don't have the intimate kind of relationship that we should have, we oftentimes say the Most High said something to do something when he didn't say it at all. And we then we find ourselves acting on something that we thought and we're, and we're in a mess. Then we come back to find out, oh, well, I thought the Most High told you. Well, the Most High is not messy. So now the question is, whose voice were you listening to? Were you listening to his or were you listening to your own? Your own ambition. See? Yeah. And, you know, you have to get, sometimes you have to get into a quiet place to hear his voice. Yeah, And then not only just being able to hear the Most High's voice, I think what else is important is because the one thing I also say as well is that actions speak louder than words. I'll believe what you do before I believe what you, you say. say. You say, yeah. And, and the issue with the Most High is the Most High is consistent about Acting a certain way. So when you get over to another book that I'm not going to talk about right now, and for some odd reason, the Most High wouldn't do that. Well, the Most exactly. High wouldn't do this either. Because we've established a relationship with the Most High to right. say, I know how you function as a person. If you have a relationship with a wife or with a husband, you know, no, my husband wouldn't do that. I don't know. I don't know who you're talking yeah, about. Know, that, uh, that's a little hard for me to believe. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So if you don't know that, if you've been duped into this contradictory ideology that that I, I hate to, I don't want to, I don't keep saying that. I don't hate to say it. I am going to say it because I'm not going to backpedal. The what the Bible has instituted the Bible. Because, yes. Yeah, because there's two different thought patterns yes, that are yes. there. The, the Bible. Yeah, the Bibble. <laughs> Babble. You know, and that's and that's that's a problem. It creates yeah, it this confusion it where you just like, I don't know, the most high have become this schizophrenic individual that just does this and then turns around and does There's that. And it's not consistent. Yeah, and see, that gets back to the idea of the relationship that we have and that we've grown to know about him. And that is the most high says, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a human being. I'm not a human being. And when he says, when he says over there in, uh, what is it, Numbers, uh, I think it is, when he says, I, I'm not a human being, he's really saying something much deeper. He's saying, I'm not a human being, and I'm never going to be one. You know, and so since he's not a human being, and he's never going to be one, then the exacting of what he says, and he says, I'm not, I'm not a human being that I should, uh, that I should lie, or change my mind. I, so we can't cross the bridge and have a narrative that 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 is different than the first one that he's put out because he doesn't change. Which which is confusing to me that the uh the religious world would tell us that well you all are walking in the Old Testament. No, it's not an Old Testament. And and, the, and once again, the question becomes like, who Say told you that? Old. Right. I, you know, are your wedding vows old? Right. 
Because if your husband comes to you and says, hey, our wedding vows are old, I don't have to buy bottles no more. <laughs> That's a good point. Like that you know, is a very good point. Uh, uh, yes. When she comes in and says, hey, honey, uh, you know, it's been, it's been uh, a few years now. Our wedding vows are old. I don't have to abide by those no more. Well, you know, how's that going to work out for you? I mean, that's no, with everything. Not. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's 2020, so it's time to change up the rules. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you speak to a good point because that only happens on Sunday where that reality is actually a reality, if you will. Because you know, any other time during the week, you can't go out and do X, X, and X. And right. and then have the result be well. And, I, and I, this is probably an extreme example, but if you go out and com, commit a crime, commit a crime. Mm-hmm. like a murder, okay, and you go. Well, I don't and, know today. It depends on who's doing the murder. Oh, that's right. You got to make sure. No, <laughs> oh, see, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I mean, you got to at least be PC. That's, that's just that's just like that. <laughs> that's just. We, a, that's we just Hebrews a, have a different perspective just, on that. Right, Is that what you're saying? That's just a, yeah. side, a sidetrack. But it, it really it really depends on who's doing the murder. <laughs> if Joe Sinis is doing the murder, well, maybe maybe yeah. But if those other people are doing the murder, well, you know, that's a different. It's a different, different narrative. It's a different, different narrative. Yeah. So yeah. so let's just say it's Joe. Schmo that did the did the murder and he goes out and he gets in front of the magistrate or the judge when he gets caught and he says you know what forgive me I didn't you know what I know what I did but just just forgive me I shouldn't have to pay for what I did I was having a bad day I was just having a bad day and you know the judge says and and and, 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 and um, wait a minute. go see that bailiff over there well, no, and and you know uh those laws are old and, and they've been done away with. Right. Right? It doesn't work. So how in the world can you apply that or talk to a person and say, when in reality, it doesn't work? I'm going to tell you what. If you get back over to the ways of the Most High, what does it say? It says, there's no what atonement for premeditated right. sin. So therefore, if you're over here, you know that there's a consequence for what you've done. Well, now, wait a minute. Well, uh, well, let's, let's go somewhere with that because, see, all right. over in that Greek text in Hebrews chapter 10. <laughs> of all uh, books. Yeah, of all books. <laughs> and there's two, and there's, and there's two, there's two valuable uh, statements in that book that have been extracted out of our Hebrew writings. The language, in, in this one, the language has been changed, which says, once you've come to the knowledge of the truth, there therefore remains no sacrifice for sin. Well, see, that's over that the context of the, of that narrative is over in our Hebrew scriptures, because our Hebrew scriptures provide for us offerings for four aspects of three aspects of sin, and one of fellowship and and worship, and after that. The text says there is no sacrifice that you can bring to me for premeditated sin. That's one. Then the other narrative in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 28 says that those that do not live by the law of Mashe shall be put to death by, by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Okay. Now that's in that's that's in that Greek text. Now almost yeah, verbatim, yeah. Almost. and and that statement that statement is pulled out of the portion that has been prescribed by the Eurocentric theologians that has been done away with. Well, if it's been done away with, why is it in your book? Mm. Right. 
True. True. And how do you do away with it? Oops. (laughs) We forgot to take that one out. But here's, here's the thing. How do you do away with it? Because there are laws that are on the books now that are antiquated that unless you go before uh, the Congress, you cannot remove those. Unless mm. you submit an amendment to remove it, it's still there. So who do you submit the change from what well, they call the Old, Tes- the Old the Testament the or the laws of the Most High? High. Yeah. High. So who, who is doing yeah, the change? That's, that's a good point, too. It's reality. It's a re- that's a reality check right there. Yes. That's good. That's good. Can I get back to the question again? <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> Who told you that the laws of the Most High were, were done away with and that we were living, that you Hebrew people, you you people are living under the law? I mean, that whole narrative is a narrative of a misunderstanding and has never and is not being explained when it's stated. And the problem being is that the majority of the religious shepherds that are teaching to say that don't know the meaning behind what Sir Shaul is saying. Yeah, very they true. Don't, they, don't, they don't know. Mm. You know, do, and I, I mean... They, well, see, that's, a, that's the thing. So, I mean, for, for, but for both of you, would you, would you say that... Because I have a tough time with that one. Because there are folks that go to the cemetery, I mean the seminary, <laughs> and they, they study this. And I've seen YouTube videos where guys and gals have said, hey, look, I've gone to the seminary and I've actually woken up. Like a lot of this is just for Christianity, I hate to tell you this, but a lot of what you believe in is comes from a political issue. Yes. Absolutely. That was derived. Yes. Absolutely. So you got to understand that, that the origination of what that religion is about, which we're talking about two different mindsets here. Okay. Hebrew versus Greek. That is a political issue. Yes. Where the most high is about a lifestyle and yes. how yes. this instruction manual on how I want my people to live. There's yes. two different things. Two different, different things. things. Right. Right. So, if we're beating up, if you feel like you're getting beat up because you're still over there across the street, and what we're talking about, it's 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 not to be malicious, but it's to awaken to say, listen, you have a connection to the Most High, and what you're being presented, even though it's distorted, there's still some truth, some truth that's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I I doubt seriously, I doubt seriously that a majority of the Christian pastors even know. What Shaul was talking about, we're not under the law, we're under grace. Um, and to not really explain it keeps keeps the narrative under a place where they have control. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it comes back to something that you said last Sabbath, where the Hebrews needed a strong leader in order for them. Oh, yeah. To stay yeah, in line. To stay in line, yes. And if yes. they're not in line, they're apt to go here, there, and everywhere right. and worship whoever they want. Right. And this and this and this is part of our historical narrative that's proven, which is another reason why we're in this exile. Yes. Too simple. You know. It's too simple. When you start making those connections. But since I brought that up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
since I since I brought up Shaul, I, I since I brought up Shaul and that narrative, I, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave you hanging. So let let me explain. Let me take a minute to explain. Not under the law. When Shaul makes a statement, it says we're not under law. We're under grace. There are two things that are in play, and the first thing that's in play is that the Torah or the law of Mashe was given to the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, not because they deserved it. It's because they answered him and said yes. to him, everything that you have said we will do. He gave it, he gave it to them. That was grace. See, now, the aspect within the narrative in which that Shaul is speaking in this first century has to do with a lot of perversion of that of of Mashe's law. The perversion of Mashe's law is what he's talking about when he says we're not under. Because during his during his time, the Torah or the law of Mashe was very perverted. By, the, by, yes. By, yes. by a lot of the by a lot of the a lot of a lot of the uh, the Hebrew the Hebrew people and other people such as even though the, even the Greeks and he wanted people to know that we're not we're not walking under the perversion of that in other words here's what the law says right this is what you say it's it says well what you're saying that it says is perverted. Yeah. We're not walking under that. We're walking under the grace of what the Most High gave us as a people, and he gave it to us not because we deserved it, but because, read the text, because the Most High goes back to Masha and says, Masha, the people have said right. Everything that I've said, they've said, we will do. That's grace, yes. even though he knew where their hearts were and he knew the condition of their existence. You know, so I mean, I just wanted, I just wanted to, wanted to, to, to not leave you hanging with uh, under the law. No, that's uh, because, good. I mean, people need to understand. That. Yeah, that's because we're we're not we're not we're not walking. We're not we're not we're not functioning under something that's not quantifiable. Exactly. We're not functioning under something that hasn't been proven. We're not functioning under something that is fictitious. We're not functioning under something we hope for. Yeah, right. Right. There you go. The things I'm not hoping for it. I, I'm, not, I'm not hoping for it. Uh, the Most High said He is going to redeem. The Most High said that He was going to redeem us. Isaiah chapter number forty-four or forty-five. You read it. He says to us, "I am your redeemer." So He is the one that's going to redeem us. Now the issue is redeem us. Redeem us from what? To where? See? And when we read, when we read with this context of faith that we have, the fact that the Most High is faithful to his word, irrespective of what the nation of Hebrew Israel does, he comes back and says, you know, you guys are a mess. <laughs> and I don't even know why I keep you around. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I made a promise to Avraham. Yeah. Yes. I made a promise to Yitzchak. Mm -hmm. I made a promise to Yaakov. I made a promise to your forefathers that I was going 
to redeem you. So since I made a promise to them that I was going to redeem you in this exile, I cannot utterly destroy you. And that's quantifiable. Right. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. because in every exile that the that the that the Hebrew people have gone through a Babylonian Syrian exile, the Most High has gone in and he's 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 delivered them and brought and brought them back in every instance. So we have proof. There it is again. We have yes. proof. Yeah. <laughs> so this relationship thing is 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 quite something of a narrative to understand where we are and who we are as a people. That that you know you hit on something that immediately took me back to the 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 scenario, the scene where the Most High gets fed up with the children of Israel and thank the Most High Moshe. for Moshe because he people. was the one that stood in on your behalf yes, and yes. interceded. Because the Most High said, "I'm gonna wipe them all out. Yeah, I'm gonna I, start over yeah, with I you. Can give, yes, I can yes. give them. A, I can yes. give you a whole new people." <laughs> Yes. We'll start over with a clean slate. And he's like, no, remember what you said. And it wasn't too long after that that Moshe had the same testimony to the Most High. Like, listen, just take him. Yes, he did. Just, just take him because <laughs> I'm tired. And I'm looking at, you're looking at the state of where we are in right now. And I'm just like, for a, I always give accolades to Mo, to, to Moshe because I always say that little funny little anecdote. I said, you can't be in a car with us. And actually, I'm going to give credit to where credit is due because I got this from Cat Williams. He said, <laughs> you can't be in a car with us and make two left-hand turns and not somebody say something about it. That's and that's right. the way we are. They were out there in the desert for 40 years, but the, the stubbornness of yeah, us yeah. puts yes. us in a position where, again, piggybacking on what you said about this age of grace, you're living in it. Yes. Because the Most High has given us enough time right. to, to Teshuvah yeah. and to, turn. That means to yes. repent <laughs> to him. <laughs> right. Repent to him and turn back to the Most High and his teaching. The Torah of, the, of Mashe is not old. It's not antiquated. It's very much alive. And, uh, you know, as I work through the and it'll keep you alive. Yeah, yeah. As you know, and as I work through the multiplicity of mitzvahs, you know, we find that a majority, a mass majority, and particularly the civil, the civil uh, laws that the Mosai gave Masha are in play in the majority of and the majority of our court system yes, even today. So you know, if <clears throat> if an ignoramus tells me that the law of Maji has been done away with, then, our, then the greater portion of our court system is also demonic. And I got that off of you, Gail. When yes. you got up, you got up one day and you said, you said something to the effect of, if you stand before a judge and you say, I, I didn't know. You said, That's right. ignorance, ignorance of, of the law is uh, no, is no excuse. excuse. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, you know, and it, you got the book right in front of you. Read it for yourself. You know the simple thing? You know what the simple thing about this faith is? And we call it a faith because people are going to ask you, so what faith are you? Are you Christian? Uh, are you Jewish? You know, and like I said, like in the opening today, no, I'm not Christian and I'm not Jewish. I'm Hebraic. And they're going to look at you like, what's that? I've never, I've never heard of that before. Well, I know you haven't heard about it before because nobody's ever spoken and nobody's ever wanted to be that. But these are the last days. The book of Daniel opened in 1985. 
with the World Wide Web, knowledge has populated, and we've come to a faith system of understanding who we are, whose we are, and who our Elohim is. And, you know, being Hebrew, we're not accepting anything else. That's right. He my husband. Nah. Big old smile on your face. He, 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 he said he was. Yeah, and he said he would be. So yeah. you know, you know, you know that when you when you're married, you know somebody, you know a lot, right? You 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 get to know them in a yes. way that other people don't. Yes, you know, I'm looking yeah. over. And, and, and you know, with that being said, as, as, with that being said, yeah. you know, you know, it, it you know comes, that you know. Yeah, you know what you know. And 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 what what Torah what Torah does for us, and what the Hebrew scriptures do for us, they bring us to the narrative of a song that I'm so familiar with, getting to know. Him, getting to know all about (laughs) him, getting to know him. And this has been Hebrews in Exile. Exile. And this is Rabbi Robert B. Holman. And Sean Appleton. And our guest, Gail Walden. We say to you, you. Shalom. shalom.